welcome to Dry Clean Only, Conversations on Fashion and Style. This is episode 7, where we interview Batsheva Hay, the New York-based designer of Batsheva. The collection has a prairie and Victorian sensibility and is adored by the fashion crowd and it girls everywhere, worn by the likes of Christina Ricci, A.D. Bryant, Courtney Love, Kim Gordon, and Jordan Castile. Dry Clean Only is a new podcast developed by myself, Kristen Cole, and partner, Christina Ehrlich. Good morning, Christina. Yes, good morning, Christina. We are, we are on the same coast in the same uh, time zone for once, so this is exciting. We are in the same time zone, although my brain is still not in this time zone. So Still, yes. still in L.A., um, yeah, so Christina, so we had uh, breakfast yesterday at Balthazar, which was so fun. And, you know, both of our, one of our favorite spots to grab breakfast. For me, it's Balthazar. It's the Smile, Alimentari, or what's the other one that we go to? I, in love, the Italian, I love the Italian one on Lafayette. Um, San Ambrose. Yes. But That's the one in the, amazing. But the one in the West village. I yeah. Like the the one, I prefer the one in the West village as well. The one on Lafayette is such a scene, but um, yeah, the one in the West village is so cute. And then a uh, cafe Jetan, which is like the best spot in New York, but they don't open until like noon. So it's yeah. not really for like working breakfast. It's also, it's also very small there. So, it's so tiny. what's great about Balthazar is they really had, had that figured out indoor oh outdoor. Gosh. I know heating, heating the whole thing. It felt like Paris a little bit. I know. I know. And and Christina got the, um, the egg soldiers, which is like the cutest order in the world. I was definitely regretting not getting that for the rest of the day. You know what? I I couldn't tell you the last time I had it just to say, I'll have the toasted soldiers. Yes. So cute. Who does that? You know, your day is only, your day is only off to a good start. It's a good day when you start like that in, in Paris, when, you know, I used to go four times a year for work for the collections. I always stayed in a place on Saint-Germain in Saint-Germain-de-Prix called Les Relais Saint-Germain. And they have this famous little restaurant called Camtois. And if you stay in the inn, you get, you know, the complimentary breakfast, which was egg soldiers, you know, beautiful, you know, croissant, homemade yogurts and like prunes and like, I mean, just such a killer breakfast. I just, you know, I I die for that kind of breakfast. The breakfast in Paris, I have a uh, whole, we could, we could do a whole segment on on that just on breakfast in Paris. (laughs) So do you pay any attention to the couture collections? Because obviously that's going on right now um, in Paris. I'll tell you this. I have glanced at some of it, I think, because we're a little bit delayed in award season with dates getting set and things being postponed that I'm a little bit more in jobs that we're doing presently right now, which is a little bit less couture. But I know that there's fewer shows and I I will check it out uh, later. I did get a peek, a sneak peek at Chanel. Yeah, for and just sure. Saw the girl on the horse. And I, I was know like, who I forget her name, but she works, you know, with Chanel. But she's Grace Kelly's granddaughter, so you know, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that looked amazing. I quickly looked at Valentino, which you know looked really beautiful, and then at Gautier, Glenn Martins has now you know done the collection. I think they have different residencies, you know, one per season for the Couture collections. But he's the designer from Y Project, which I don't know if mm-hmm. that ever was on your radar, but Y Project was like super ahead of the curve. I picked it up for 
first season, very, very cool, you know, interesting line. He's since been tapped to be the creative director of Diesel and now this. So he's um, a really, really busy guy. He's um, on fire. But yeah, I don't really pay that much attention to, to the couture collections, but you know, it's of course beautiful. So yeah, so here we are still cold. Um, you're in New York for the week. Are you enjoying this um, sub zero temperatures? Well, you know, I've had, I've had small little outings um, outside and I think our walk yesterday about yeah. Did me was, I think that was my quota for the week. That was and a cold I, I'm, I'm, I'm on a conserving energy mode these days, but I, I will say that a lot has changed. Uh, my little local wine shop right around the corner has now taken the space next to it as well. I don't mm. know, do you know um, wine therapy. No. It's a tiny little wine shop with a lot of organic wines and oh, great. It's beautiful little neighborhood jewel yeah. survived through the pandemic. And now they've taken the space next door. So they've doubled. Mm. And I like went in there yesterday and, uh, so it's nice oh, to see in the neighborhood, but so many things are gone. Some things thriving. Many Uncle Boone's is yeah. gone. Uncle Boone's is gone, but there's a new place now. I'm not here long enough this time, but yeah. I will say that it's quiet in the streets here, but you can feel that there is new stuff like in the air percolating. Yeah. It's coming. There's it's life coming. Yeah. We, um, it's so good when you have a good local wine shop. We, now that we're in Westchester, we, we get our wine out here in Hudson river Valley. And there's this little, um, place called Kingston wines or Kingston wine shop. And they will like kind of curate a box around your tastes. Like, Oh, I like biodynamic or organic Love. or whatever. And it's just the best thing in the world. Cause you know, I don't know. I, we're always trying different wines. So yeah. So yeah, super cold, super, you know, kind of quiet time of winter still. The Row just released their lookbook of fall 22 collection, you know, right ahead of the New York Fashion Week mm-hmm. calendar. Um, oh, I have to check that out. It is incredible. I will not spoil it for you. Check it okay. out. You're going to love it. It's it's all the great things about the Row, but with the most sublime color palette. It's okay. so insane. I'm really, hey. I, I need to like spend a lot of time with it. It's, and yeah, we have fashion week coming up, but you know, seems like it's going to be largely digital and you speaking know. of color palettes, I yeah. think you should give your husband's new show a shout out. Oh my God. Those were the most dreamy colors ever yesterday. And the oh one that God. I put on my Instagram, I literally feel like I was standing in front of some kind of like Japanese couture imagination of like a fashion it's, bow. Yes. Yeah. I saw the, it as a, like a one, big bow. Yeah. Oh, I just thought those are the things these days yeah. that I can say that was like, if, if somebody said like, what were your three highlights that you did when you were in New York? I'd yeah. say like, I made it to Ilbuco. Yeah. I went and got <laughs> to see one fabulous show that yeah. like sparked my imagination. Oh, and so great. That was no, it's well, it's, it's John Pistoni at Broadway and yeah, he's, um, an LA based abstract artist and he's, yeah, I just, I feel like it's so uplifting all those colors and the movement and the layers. And yeah, I think especially right now, it's just like so dark and dreary and gray outside, um, in New York. So it, it's definitely a nice, um, reprieve from all of that. I'll tell you that coming here, because I know that we talked about like movies and what we're watching. Yeah. Um, you know that like I have this obsession for fragrance and scent. Yes. I had one thing happen the day before I flew, which we'll save for another time. But okay. I saw a film on the plane called Les Perfumes. 
Ooh. and it was from 2019 and it's with this actor Gregory Montel who's like I think one of France's like more prominent actors that you see okay. in a lot of films but it's yeah. all about fragrance and these these two people's journey through Beautiful. her career and fragrances and if anybody is flying on Delta yeah, in the, in the next 10 days or so, I do not sponsored. Yeah. Yes. I'm not sponsored. I wish um, Delta, please sponsor. Our podcast. I, you know what? I call myself a Delta dog. I'm like hoping yeah. one day somebody will catch on. <laughs> That's a fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll check that out. I love that. Um, yeah. I'm watching and, and we, we hope to not talk about what we're watching very soon when there's more things going on in the world. But, you know, at this point, it's still a lot of what are you watching? What are you reading? But I, you know, just finished, which I was telling you about Insecure, which is like a mm -hmm. must watch if you love fashion. It, I really, I don't know who the costume designer is, but the fashion is as good as, you know, the original Sex in the Cities with Patricia Field. Like it's all the stars right now. It's, you know, Gucci and Christopher John Rogers and Telfar and Fee Noel and Jacques Mou and um, Bottega. I mean, you see everything in this show. And I don't know. I just think the styling is so good. Issa Rae is so funny. The writing's awesome. It takes place in LA. You should really watch it. I'm going to really... watch it. I, you know what? I, I, I needed something. But I it's have so to good. tell you, because I know you and I share this big love of pens and papers and yes. notebooks <laughs> that I did go by and pick up my little, I, I, I copied you our, our matching schedule book, but I went into both stores and the woman mm -hmm. was like, oh, and you can go next door for pens. And I was like, I got to stop. I, know. I was like, I got to stop. Totally. And, it's um, too and, much. And now, you know, what happens is what okay. I've been using for the first mm -hmm. couple of weeks of yeah. the year, I'm going to rewrite everything in this. So it's all in one book. It's Can it's you imagine next time we have breakfast, if we swap if we swap calendars, that could no, be, I'm going to put a know. sticker on mine. Okay, gonna, good. I have great Chanel stickers. I'm going to put a big, sticker. the makings of a really bad comedy. <laughs> okay. Well, I anyway, love excited for today yes. and our guests. Yeah, we have, uh, we have Batsheva joining us today. Um, also in New York, she's joining us from her uh, garment district atelier or showroom or office, whatever she calls it. Um, so we're really excited to speak with her and, you know, get into all of the wonderful things that are that collection. Definitely check out her Instagram. Oh yeah. Because she collaborates a lot with her husband, who is a very established, incredible fashion photographer and I think just from the aspect of like collaboration and if you have a visual love for fashion yeah. photography, besides oh, yeah. what she's doing as a designer, that's somebody who's really got the storytelling element, oh, yeah. very precise. It's very strong. Yeah, no, it's great. I think I um, was introduced to her collection from my former publicist, Amanda Carter at Mode World, because I believe she works with her too. I just, I can't remember how she got on my radar, but I carried her for her collection for a number of seasons. It has such a strong following. I just can't tell you people like, you know, our customers used to die over her collection. Are you enjoying my dog's butt in, in the back frame for all of our yeah. conversation? He's just chilling in the corner. Look at that guy. Oh he's God, the, he's so the, cute. The, ca the couch to himself. He's living. He's so cute. All right, let's join Batsheva and Wonderful. take it away. But it's so nice to see you, Batsheva. It's been a while. It really has. I saw Batsheva um, at the Odeon about a year, a, at least a year ago, you know, during the pandemic. It's been a while. And Christine and I didn't plan this, but we're both wearing same color 
egg yolk yellow today. Yeah. So <laughs> we're like, I wonder if she's going to also be in yellow. Oh man. Um, I, I do love that color to be honest, but I don't even know how it happened. You, today. you have it. You have a dress in it. I saw it. I saw it on your, I was looking through everything. You have a, a yellow, I don't know what you call the dress, but you have a beautiful yellow fabric with little flowers all over it. Yeah, I love yellow. Unfortunately, customers don't love yellow. Not my best color, but who cares? So Betsheba, so obviously I'm a fan. I used to carry your line. I wear it. How would you describe the kind of unifying thread? So um, when I started my brand, my customer was just someone who wants to, like me, it was me, you know, yeah. I was designing for a customer of one and then there were people who liked that kind of style. But um, I would say that, you know, to really unpack what that is, it's the customer is someone who is adventurous with clothing, who likes playful clothing, who, you know, is attached to memories of clothing. So um, it's not usually someone minimalist, um, per se, or modern and sleek. It's, it's really kind of about fun and a little bit of risk-taking and adventure. Yeah. Having fun with fashion. I think, especially at this moment, you know, I mean, I'm so bored of, you know, how I'm <laughs> dressing every day. Um, but I think it's really, uh, such a nice time for, you know, that kind of dressing. And I love how much you hate like basics. And I think yeah. it's really wonderful. Obviously, it's especially now life is dull enough. If you can't get a little fun out of what you're wearing, you know, yeah. out of down the street and what you're wearing yeah. New York or showing up somewhere and what, um, you know, why bother? Totally. Um, so I want to talk a little bit today about, you know, your photo shoots and, you know, your, your kind of brand presence. I love how you've been shooting in Washington square park and different parks around the city. How did that concept come about? Well, that was our deep pandemic, um, photo shoot. So Ocean. it was about shooting outside, obviously. And then, you know, part of the story of my brand is my husband, who actually has been in fashion way longer than I have. I was not a fashion person, um, but he's been a photographer for decades. And so when I started making clothing without really a brand in mind, he saw how happy and excited I felt. And he said, why don't we go to the park and, you know, shoot you in some of the clothes. And so uh, shooting in the context of New York, and shooting with my husband was always such a part of my brand. And then I think during the pandemic, Washington Square Park, you know, for anyone in New York, they would know this was such a meeting point and such a focal point, be it protests or just meeting up with people and catching up um, and feeling kind of human yeah. in this crazy city. So, you know, part of that being in the park again, I also, you know, growing up in New York, my high school friends and I used to spend a lot of time. I mean, this was like the days of kids and yeah. spent a lot of time hanging out in Washington square park. And during the pandemic, everyone was noting how like sexy it was. It was just, I mean, people really showed up there and looked great. And it was a way of feeling human and people were just kind of wearing fun stuff and showing up again. So we thought that that was a really great place to, we were, you know, when I'd walk by, I'd say like, we, we could cast a lookbook in here. And so that's it's really fun. smart. Yeah, no, I just, I loved that so much. And I went to NYU in the nineties and I was like, oh my God, this just feels so um, downtown New York. It just seemed very, very yeah. on brand and really cool. 
And it was the easiest uh, yeah. and smart. Yeah, yeah, we set up like a changing tent and they, they, you know, also there was such a kind of old New York feel of you weren't going to get stopped all the time for doing anything like yeah. So no one bothered us. We stopped people passing by us and everyone happily did it. You know, we gave them a, some money and they I were love that. Oh, please, you know? Yeah, so. very cool. Well, that's that's so much the energy of New York. And I mean, yeah. I was I was literally at NYU in the 80s and lived at Judson Church, sort of like the Washington Square Park is one of those hubs where you get visual inspiration and stimulation. So, and you really see that. I have to say, you really see all of that in your clothes, the playfulness with the prints and the florals and the ruffles and the, it really speaks strongly to it. I'm just, I'm so blown away by your price point. I have to tell you, I did a deep, deep dive this morning. And first of all, I've called your, we've had your pieces in my office before. I know clients like Mandy Moore and I think Natasha Leone have worn the dresses. You tell me, I'm just so curious to build a brand, how you do that with a price point like you have. I mean, the price point is always the struggle, right? Because especially making things in New York is, you know, expensive. expensive. And starting out, it's your stuff is going to be kind of expensive, but I was always, I'm, I'm very conscious of that when I choose fabrics, when I, which is why, you know, cotton prints are kind of my bread and butter because yeah. um, you can make something that's, you know, kind of exciting, like, you know, what I'm wearing, it's just a yeah. cotton blouse, but yeah. it's got print, it's got shape. Um, yeah. So working with fabrics that are, you know, kind of more reasonable and trying to find ways to make things that are beautiful and statement making, but not, you know, so expensive is really important. And I think that also my starting point was this Laura Ashley idea, which is so funny that now I'm yes. with them, but I really remember as a child, you know, I grew up middle class in Queens, like my family did not spend a lot of money on anything, but I did have little Laura Ashley dresses yeah. that it was that, that element of like print and kind of old fashioned shape and yeah. made me feel like a million bucks. So yeah. I think that that's really my whole starting point concept. It has to be accessible and also have like bang for your buck, you know? So if you're spending a lot of my customers, you know, I've kind of done a deep dive. They're not super wealthy, like, you know, living in Malibu women, they're, you know, 20 something in Brooklyn, like working for real and saving up for my dresses, you know, which is, my- which is so incredible because I mean, really Batsheva, it's like, you know, like selling your line versus some of the other lines that speak to that same customer. It's like, you know, you have the same customer as a lot of, you know, these hype brands and also these designers like Molly Goddard or Comme des Garcons or Junia and, you know, your customer can actually afford your dresses. And I feel like that's part of, you know, one of the many reasons you have this really strong cult following is because people can actually access your brand, not just, you know, once a year on sale or, you know, it's, I mean, it's not a cheap price point. It's just no, it's more just, attainable it's a, price. It's point. a really smart price point. My question is, Great. do you make your prints? do you consciously like limit how much of a fabric you're going to run? So there's only so much product out there in a print. When I started, it was really out of a naivete about like how to, how prints work, how fabrics work. So I, I shopped, you know, on vintage, like on Etsy and eBay for vintage fabrics. And I was using vintage Laura Ashley curtains and weird things like that. So, and that was always the fun. I started take, you know, making a kind of weird dress with all sorts of little 
ends of fabrics. And that was so exciting. But again, when you start having to produce, you know, for big stores, that doesn't work so well. So then the next place that I went was quilting cotton makers, which are, you know, for, for honestly, what they service is these little craft stores for women who make home quilts and, and craft projects. And so I wasn't going to like Premier Vision um, in Paris, like everyone else. And that's why I was getting really different prints because I didn't really know where to go. And I found these little, and I, for years, you know, I'm still working with these, with these companies that make stuff for home quilters. And so sourcing, but, you know, again, sometimes they're out of this or a lot of the fabrics have been hanging around for a long time. So there is all of that. And then sometimes I make my own prints, you know, we will do artwork and kind of print it and it is, it is always limited just because I'm still, you know, kind of small and I'll make a few looks in, you know, one print and, you know, the print that I'm wearing, no one actually even ordered. So we just have samples. Are those panties? Cool. Huh? They're, Are yeah. They they're pansies, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. It, I you said so panties. I was like, no, I thought, no, 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 no. They're pansies. They're, it, no, they're, they're so sweet. I mean, you know what it is, what I feel like just watching you, like the, the, the clothes really feel, um, and I come from being a dancer, so I'm really into storytelling, but there's a real narrative with the collars and the details. Just sitting here, seeing you in this, like you could tell a story about each of these girls, like where you saw them walking and if they like had sunglasses or they were at a park or they're very, very theatrical and very happy, I have they're, to say. It's really fun. You know, your line is something I used to wear whenever I had to go to an event or something where I wanted to feel really good and, you know, just have that extra boost of confidence. And I just, I don't know, I think um, there's something to be said about, yeah, creating such joyful clothing uh, right now, for that sure. is a really big thing, which kind of goes into that. Um, where I started was I had quit my job. I was like an unemployed stay-at-home mom. And I was mostly- and You used to be a lawyer. I used to be a lawyer. Um, I was mostly doing grocery shopping on the Upper West Side. So, you know, but I had this crazy vintage clothing collection that was all stuff like this. And it really did make me feel great. It made yeah. me feel great when I was doing these errands to be wearing a dress that was comfortable in cotton, but like looked like fun and people would stop me in fairway. Speaking of, of you know, leaving law, you know, starting your own line, I, I realized it was largely instinctual, but how did you know, because we talk a lot about pivoting, you know, a lot of lot of people pivoting at this point in, in life right now. How did you kind of know you were ready for something else? Was it a clear moment or? It wasn't. I, I think I was so kind of brought up again, like I said, you know, middle class, like my father was an engineer and um, I was really, I thought I had to be a professional and prove that I was like a competent, smart person. And then uh, the burnout was so severe after years of working like at a big law firm that I just felt like there that wasn't my future and I had to I couldn't get deeper into it so I yeah. left and had kids and honestly was was at a point of feeling pretty lost and pretty low and always loved clothing but if you would have asked me you know right right when I was starting my line is this going to be a big business and I would have said right. no I just yeah. didn't have the confidence about it. and I also think there are so many factors outside of your control and when I started just designing these dresses and going to a pattern maker and going to a seamstress it was just for myself just to make myself feel good and hoping that you know I'd maybe get some orders and 
Um, but I think just the, the way, the excitement that it just, it was all I could think about. All I wanted to do was I was just up at night on Etsy looking for fabrics and I couldn't wait to go the next time to my pattern maker and make an adjustment to something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just drove me so much. And I did get, I got a lot of rejection. I mean, I, I <laughs> telling everyone about this. I emailed all, you know, I had some friends in fashion and some of them really liked it, but I mean, I, I got a lot of rejection um, of like, this is very costumey. Yeah. This is all one thing. And it's, a, it's so specific. Right. Specific yeah. is also distinctive. Exactly. So. <laughs> I think that there's something like it's modern times and yeah. you know, having your niche is important. And, yeah. But in the end, yeah. I branched out a lot from there. I was really right. making just a few styles, yeah. but I took some pride in it too. I was like, it's not for everyone. Why should I be making something? No. Why no. should I be making something that exists already? You know? Exactly. I have a question. The sky was the limit. And you could dream as like much as you want. Where would you see that shave of five years from now? I think that I really, honestly, the Laura Ashley thing was huge to me. And once I started making it, I was like, I want to be the next Laura Ashley. I want to have, not that, you know, her business obviously took some, some yeah. turns down, but at the height of that, where it was stores and home and a lifestyle and this whole thing and mother daughter. And I mean, I could do a million things. I really kind of see the way that like, you know, Ralph Lauren kind of built the whole world. A whole lifestyle brand around. It's a fantasy and it's a world. And I do kind of, when I have my kind of mood board in my head, it's everything. It's dolls with dresses. I'm seeing with like the doll and the couch and the yeah I could I could totally see that I would I would really see home in your future like too because I remember from Laura Ashley I don't remember so much having the dresses and I'm a little bit older than you guys but I had this purse I had a a bag that had two straps and it was like a little pochette and it had a zip across it and then I had that thing that you would have by your bed that you would put like your little knickknacks in, whether it was like mm-hmm. your rings or that had the little bow ties. And I think everything speaks so much now to that whole element of like home and cozy and prints and fabrics and colors that make us happy. I think more about color and prints now than I ever did yeah. like five, 10 years ago. Um, and I could really see a lot of that. Kind of ad hoc doing it. Like I keep on buying vintage furniture and then reupholstering it. Yeah. One of my favorite things. One of my favorite things. I thought I I saw that. that. So you did the Laura Ashley collaboration, which is amazing. Um, You also did a collaboration with Ella Emhoff and Anna Sui. How how did all of this come about? Ella Emhoff thing was so funny because I didn't, I had no idea it was going to be such a big um, press moment, but it was just, she liked my clothes and requested dresses for the inauguration. And then that was amazing. And then she is, you know, such a talented knitwear designer that we just made a few pieces. It was very, you know, easy. Like crochet pieces, right? Exactly. exactly. And then with Anna Sui, she's, she's actually my like favorite fashion friend. She Mm -hmm. has an office right down the block. And, you know, I've always dreamed of, I mean, I remember her store when I was younger Mm -hmm. and She's such an, you know, iconic kind of 90s figure. Yeah. yeah. And we have, we have a connection, I think, because, well, first of all, she's just the, the sweetest, most generous, like real down to earth person that we met through friends, you know, and we will 
get coffee and dinner and all of that. We also, I think there's something similar, just our love of dresses, really. Yeah. We love dresses and we love yeah. playful, girly dresses. Yes. I instantly think of the baby doll dress with yeah. Anna Sui, right? I mean, cool. Very cool. And who, who covered your collaboration with Laura Ashley? I remember reading about it at the time. Was it in the Times or the New Yorker? I feel like there was this like whole big- a long article. Yeah, I learned a lot because I, yeah. again, like I wore it when I was like eight, you know, but um, I didn't know that much about the brand. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, so. I've totally stalked the brand forever. Before I even did this, I was like, I want to get in on this Laura Ashley thing. I know actually Laura Ashley is- granddaughter and son through my husband like had dinner with the son in London and I've been to London and met both of them and when I met Laura Ashley's granddaughter she was actually wearing Laura Ashley's old clothes like her grandma's blouse and stuff and she said to me we met in the park in London and she was like I love wearing these clothes walking through the park and walking through London because I feel so tough I feel so safe and tough Mm -hmm. and I was like that's amazing my vibe I love how something so like saccharine feminine yeah also make you feel really badass and like protected that's really interesting yeah all right so you know we're still obviously in this omicron surge and you know a particularly (laughs) unfun point of the winter uh what are you looking forward to doing most when we come out of this is it just like I mean, I've, I've been, you know, obviously we've been out of it's, it's been, it seemed like, you know, kind of better. We did fashion week, like it was fashion despite kind of scared, but September seemed so much better than so much better. The the winter fashion week is always kind of rough and everyone's always a little grumpy just because of the weather and all that. Yeah. But um, I've tried to, you know, make use of like New York is the best place to kind of, you know, get into museums. And sometimes it's been less crowded. And so visiting museums is always nice. And all of my regular places, it's so funny how these, all the iconic New York places are kind of extra treasured now because they're still around, like seeing Balthazar close for so long. And then it was the funnest thing when it reopened. I I take like all of my like breakfast and coffees there again, because I'm just like, so happy to be able to go there. To Omen, even though I was like, even in the outdoor Mm -hmm. dining part, when you're still in your tent, but you're like, I'm still at Omen and it still feels special. Cafe Sabarsky, the Carlisle is out of control now. Oh my God. Bemelman's is crazy. So packed. It's too packed. So it's, it's funny that I think that everyone's been really zeroing in on all these special like really New York spots we want these classic like nostalgic experiences um I was happy to see you on the New York Fashion Week schedule digitally um no that'll be that'll be cool um I'm actually I'm happy to see so many people are showing digitally what were some of your favorite presentations Batsheva that you've put on you put on very creative presentations my favorite is the one you did at the law school what's been your favorite way to show Yeah. I mean, I don't, I am always ambivalent about showing because I love the photography that I do with my husband so much. And I love some of the concepts we've done there, but here and there I'll do a show when it feels right. And I think it's also when there's an idea that really sticks. And that was, that's kind of my favorite one. The one that I did at the law school, because the idea was just to, you know, kind of philosophize about dressing. That's great. That's so fun. The original idea was to have reviewers, but like intellectuals reviewing the collection as it was coming out. Yeah. It's too hard to coordinate. So I just thought like a yeah. philosopher, a Freudian psychologist to just yeah. talk about clothing, my clothing as it was presented. It's really funny. And then the other one that was really amazing was the one where Courtney Love sitting with me as yes. we were doing an entire Courtney Love themed like 
Esther McGregor, who's like Ewan McGregor's daughter and an amazing mm. kind of punky, cool musician was covering Courtney's song and all of the models were reading her lyrics as they, you know, kind of descended. It was, I That's don't know. cool. So great. And that was at one of your pop-up shops, right? Exactly. We did, yes, which was also kind of fun. I like, did a pop-up really, shop where yeah. I had seamstresses sewing custom mm -hmm. dresses there that people would come in, pick out fabrics, and we'd yes. do a dress that they'd pick up the next day. How have your pop-up shops done? Have you enjoyed that? Do you see that becoming a permanent thing one day, or do you like the pop-up concept? I always love the idea of a store. A pop-up is a, you know, kind of low commitment. Yeah. And um, I, think, I think that also for me, it's just, you know, retail is so difficult, as you know, Kristen, yeah. right? So yeah. I don't know where my location is. I think yeah. that is, I need to kind of figure out. But building the world you could do. It's got a, a real a real storytelling um, yeah. element to it that I love. But it is so great to be in a physical space. It's, I just don't know where that space yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. where it is, or, yeah. You know? um, NoHo, maybe? Could be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, yeah, where's the ultimate Batsheva client? I don't I mean, know. I, I, I just like the spaces in NoHo. I like the big, beautiful spaces. Maybe. You know, Bleecker is kind of back, but I don't know. What was I going to say? Oh, when we, when I met you at the Odeon, I had just come from the Whitney and I had just seen Eliza lose the kitchen. Did you ever go see that? No, I didn't. I wanted to so definitely. Okay. It, yeah. it, it's so weird to me because I was that piece is like the equivalent of what you have done with this collection. Have you ever seen Liza lose the kitchen, Christina? Mm -hmm. no. It's so incredible. Just Google it. Okay. Although images don't do it justice. Liza Lou is a California based artist and she created this entire kitchen, you know, dimensional, you know, all out of beadwork to celebrate the domestic and to elevate it and to like show all of the all of the work that goes into it, all the handiwork that goes into it. And it's just a really beautiful piece. The day I met Batsheva to have drinks, we were talking all about these, you know, different themes and subjects and why she started her collection. And yeah, it just, it, to me, it feels like a very um, analogous piece to what you're doing. I think you should do a whole line with Barbie dolls and all their dresses. That's what I think. <laughs> I would love it. Or American Girl dolls. My daughter would like flip out. Do you know what? When that whole thing happened, I was like, too bad I wasn't young when this this whole thing came out. But I, I've been like going through a whole coloring book thing. I was going to ask you if you picked up any um, other habits or any hobbies. If you found yourself finding other creative things during this time. I did a lot of crocheting, honestly. That was oh, the, that's my dream. Yeah, so I learned crochet from my grandmother um, in Israel when I was a, a kid and she didn't speak very good English and I didn't speak very good Hebrew. So it was just doing something together physical and she was a righty and I was a lefty. So it was a very, but it was a childhood memory of mine of learning those stitches. And I got really into it, like in that, yeah, that deep lockdown passing the time while I was trying to help my kids with their zoom and you know how you have to kind of half pay attention and you can all yep. um it was a great way to like keep myself busy and um yeah I love Do it you guys remember when they did the whole crocheting thing all over downtown in New York crocheting the mailboxes and crocheting bicycles well yeah and there's like a couple people who take credit for that it, it's my neighborhood so I just was like I was I used to see it a lot all right. I think that's pretty much all we have. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Batsheva? Like anything new coming up? I'm doing more Laura Ashley. We're continuing. Oh. I'm going to kind of pop 
pop that out every, cool. I think twice a year, different things. We're actually trying to make bed sheets, which is so I was going to say like bed pillows or shams or no, with like a ruffle around mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So yeah. kind of like trying to, I, I really honestly thrive. Like I get such deep satisfaction out of making new things. And that's how you know you're doing what you're meant to do, right? Yeah. Well, it's so nice to see you and reconnect and we hope to see you soon. IRL one of these good days. Luck with everything and, and your lipstick today, by the way, is divine. Oh, I'm, in, I'm inspired for my whole day. I was like, if I could have that skin and wear that color lipstick, I'd be Oh, stop. You guys no, you do. So pretty. Thanks, Batsheva. Talk soon. All right, All bye. Right.